Hello everyone, it's Paul Newbegin here from the Past Podcast with some very exciting news. I am absolutely delighted that Series 5 of the Past Podcast is brought to you in partnership with our wonderful friends at Chefworks, who are our sponsors last time round as well, so it's great to have them back. And as you'll know, they are famous for outfitting chefs, kitchens and front of house all around the world. Chefworks offer a collection of great uniforms, so to check out their full range, you can visit chefworks.co.uk. Thank you again to Chefworks, and it's great to be back for Series 5 of The Past Podcast. Enjoy! My next guest this week is Tom Booton. He is formerly the head chef of Alan Williams at the Westbury and he will soon be announcing his next exciting move, he reassures me. So at the time of recording he was still at the Westbury. So obviously there's quite a lot of chat about that and not maybe a lot of chat about what his next step was. Uh, And that's just because there's been a longer than usual lag between recording of this particular episode and release but it's still really interesting chat and Tom's a fantastic chef and what we'll probably try and do uh, by way of me apologizing is to maybe catch up with him when he's um, announced his next move just so we can talk about that as well but for the meantime I still want to get this out I'm glad. I'm glad you made notes <laughs> because you're, you're more prepared than me. I never bring notes. I just did it on the train back from Derby. You're, you're, I, and I, I have to say, well, as we kick off, I do appreciate that this is like it's you fun. agreed yesterday. It's fine. Yeah, you yeah. you absolutely bailed me out. <laughs> it's fine. Do you feel ready to to go back and start a new year? Are you refreshed and uh, raring yeah. to go? I think so. Yeah, it's going to be good. To be honest, we got, we want to do quite a lot this year, so it's going to be. Hopefully we take it up a notch. Last year was a great year, but we like made the team. I've made my team, and then this year, hopefully, we fucking go next level. So what? What do you? What? Any clues? Any tips? Anything that you can uh, tease us with? What does that? We just, we just want to keep going. What we're doing. What Alan's always done there is to a high standard. Don't get me wrong, but little things like chefs coming out in the restaurant. It's just. I think it's really nice. It makes a nice. I think our ambiance can be slightly uh, a bit old school sometimes. So when the chefs go out there and they see me, I look about twelve. They. Uh, they love it and we just show them the lobsters while we're cooking it or take out the pigeons for their main course or the, the ducks is a good one you smoke it take it in a restaurant set the fire alarm off but no but it's just good I think making that interaction which is yeah. what the way food's going nowadays really the complete old school fine dining it isn't dying there will always be a need for it but I think people want when they sit down they want to feel like they're at home and relaxed not a bit uptight you know yeah because i was reading a review that you posted on your instagram yeah and they kind of said something similar didn't they you could you can be mistaken because it's very fancy restaurant isn't it it's quite formal would that be fair to say yeah it can be formal but the thing is the people who work there aren't the restaurant manager chris he's he's more uh he's from deptford he's from london but he's more essex than me and alan's a east ham boy as well so the three top dogs at the restaurant are actually 
scumbags really <laughs> but in a good way so we're not formal people and like I think we have a really nice vibe in the restaurant and all the regular we get so many regulars which we we love and they love that because they know it so it's good that we're a little kind of not a secret but but we do need to be more heard of which I think we are I was doing my background research on you I like reading TVs and what have you yeah. if, if you so call it that and I always do like the one and I know obviously a lot of people do it but you started at the Westbury as just a comedy didn't you and mm. then went away and come back do you think it's important now as a head chef that you've been at the kind of lowest rungs and now you're at the top yeah of course well, I, I started off in the I started off in the industry when I was just turned 15 so it's nearly 11 years ago now so I started off in Tollbooth back in Essex got sent out from school that's when I was really cocky and I, my head chef at the time Ian Rhodes definitely uh, knocked it out of me with his fist but <laughs> but no it's good it's good, but the thing is with me, I haven't worked in three Michelin-starred restaurants. I'm not from that kind of background. I haven't worked at Hospital Road. I haven't worked at Andercast or nothing. But for me, that's not the end and all like of everything. A lot of young chefs you're seeing now are actually just committed to it. And my role now is about being a manager, and I've got a team of like 13 chefs, and uh, I'm in charge of like I look after the front of house as well. So we've got 28 people to look after and keep happy, and that, that's my job. It doesn't matter if you worked in a two star or a three star or if you. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not, it's not everything. It's about you being creative and being a human, which is not what many chefs have. But we're getting that. So when, when you were kind of given the boot out and sent into restaurants to get knock that cockiness out of you, as you said, <laughs> when, when did you realise that... I haven't lost it. <laughs> when did you realise that you were going to kind of start to take it seriously? Was there a moment that you thought, hang on a minute, I'm, you know, I'm getting the hang of this, I'm liking it? Uh, I don't really remember, really. I might have been... I quite liked it because I was so I used to go to school then I used to work Friday nights Saturdays Sundays at the toll booth then go back to school on a Monday and then Ian offered me a full time job like the day after I left school he, he offered me £10,000 which at the time I thought was fucking amazing I was like £10,000 <laughs> to be honest it's better than what I'm on now but <laughs> I was like this is great and then yeah it just went off from there it's been like a year and a half on the garnish did larder for a year and a half did sauce for over a year when I was on the sauces when I was like fuck Take this, take this to the next level, kind of yeah. thing, because it can it can be better. And it was a great kitchen to work in because everything was made in house, and it's do you know what I mean. It's 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 a well regarded restaurant. If you if you know it, it's been there for many years, and it was a good place to start and spend a good four or five years there, which is very important. Mm. And obviously now, and like you you know you said before we went on that you know you were still quite young, and to be a head chef, that's a lot of responsibility. Do you enjoy it? You know, do you enjoy that managerial side? Yeah, I do, to be honest. Well, my first kind of manager job was when I was 21. Andy McFadden made me sous chef of Lord Pierre when I was 21, which I was like, fuck. And it was it was rough, to be honest. I remember getting the bus home after an 80-cover service and just crying to myself because there was about four of us in the kitchen and it was absolutely fucking... It was good. We served some fucking amazing food, but it was, it was tough. But you have to learn... Uh, you have to you grow yourself as a manager and you have to you have to give people an opportunity as well like I always admire Andy and for Ollie when I was his too as well they they let you run their property do you know what I mean and it's important that you do that so if you hold back people then that's when they kind of fuck off so for my sous chef Charlie who's a great chef do you know what I mean we've known each other for years I'm more than happy for him to run the kitchen when I'm not there because that makes that builds me as a manager it builds him as a manager as well and it's it's better for the team for the for the greater good almost it's yeah. better for the greater good not being a selfish old school kind of chef whereas oh it's my food I don't want to give you the recipes because 
fucking my grandma told me to make them 60 years ago it's important that you're, you're open and with social media nowadays we're a lot more open chefs know what every chef's doing and it's cool now like because it, all chefs are writing to each other like fuck that's good that's really good or so it's good all that copyright stuff so yeah it's good <laughs> I've seen I've seen you do interviews and mention your sous chef and you've mentioned we're here at Hyde back at Hyde they can't get rid of me recording they've kindly <laughs> given me some space you know but mentioning the guys here so it seems to me that you are somebody who wants to develop people work with other people so that's kind of quite natural in a kitchen environment isn't it it's probably why you've done so well yeah no it is but also the only bad thing about me becoming a head chef at 24 was uh i kind of i remember andy said to me don't become a head chef young you kind of stop yourself learning and he's right but the thing is i've and so does he now but you have to like you have to push yourself and push the team and then the team teach you do you know what i mean there's some services where i play a dish and i'm not i'm more than happy for the guys to try it and a commie chef can give me a little tip do you know what i mean but as long as we've got that family bond which we really do at the westbury it's most of the strongest family bond i've ever had and it's fucking cool so i don't want to lose that that for me is the most important thing about keeping because that's the food will progress with the team you've got because there's no point having a chef for six months teaching him three months of how you do stuff at Allen's and then me going off the fucking rails kicking him out and screaming and shouting like I have done before but now I, there's no point because you just you're defeating yourself because you're not going to move forward by because yeah. you always put yourself back on a back foot you spend six months you fucked yourself you go back to six months ago do you know what I mean yeah. the only way you can move forward is by getting a team of 20 people and fucking pushing forward together and all going for the same direction everyone understands what you want to go for so for the new menu I want to do in February I got all the team around and we spoke with each other and I was like this is what we're going to do and you can see the excitement in their faces and that means they're not going to fuck off and come and work at Hyde do you know what I mean that means that they want to come and stay and be a part of that and being a part of something is what everyone wants in every career not just chefing but everyone wants to be a part of something I want to talk to you about your food and I want to talk to you about you know everything you've done so far but quite an interesting thing which I like to kind of get out of especially someone like yourself is that you know you do work under a really big name a very well respected name but then you're the head chef so you kind of have to kind of maintain the standards of of Alan right so is that kind of a difficult position almost or Uh, not really well I've known Alan for like nearly seven years now so I understand how he works the great thing about Alan and I fucking I love him for it is that even though he's 51 52 he's he's still open for change like he's still if I do something he'd be like fuck how'd you do that do you know what I mean where a lot of chefs at his age and with his experience 35 odd years in the trade three two and one star would be like this is what we do and that's it do you know what I mean where Alan's like he understands that he's a bit older now so he can't do two services a day and he's nice that he gives us an opportunity and uh, he must be really happy because he's got me as his head chef I used to work there Charlie as his sous chef used to work there as well for a long time so for him it must be fucking nice and that's what I want to have in my team because you're like these these boys know what I'm like because when I used to work for him that's when he was in his prime per se do you know what I mean the restaurant just opened just want to start that's when he was on us all so we understand how he works but he's still open up to new ideas and he's very forward thinking which is which is amazing really yeah and I've seen them be featured on like MasterChef programs when they he was the judge I think on one of the yeah, days yeah, yeah. and things like that so he's still obviously welcoming you know new people into the kitchen getting you know his name and your name now yeah. I suppose out there right yeah no definitely we're always happy to, hopefully this year we're going to be doing even more TV stuff which would be amazing and then yeah but just keep pushing the restaurant forward as well that's that's the only thing we want to do is keep pushing the restaurant forward we're still a business at the end of the day yeah. but things are on the things are on the up and as long as it keeps going up then it's better and better really so with with one day's notice 
how did you go about, because I'm going to ask you to talk about five favourite dishes that you've eaten or cooked or whatever over your career. Have you put any thought, have you managed, Have you spared any time to put any thought into five dishes that you're going to tell me about? Five or is, dishes. Or is this going to be on the on the cuff? <laughs> uh, it might be on the cuff a little bit. Okay, uh, that's fine. I'll, maybe come back to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So what I need you to do as you're talking to me is secretly also try and think of yeah, any five dishes think. that you like that kind of mean something to you. So it could be something that you first cooked or yeah. something that you enjoy cooking at the restaurant, something you can tease us from the new menu mm-hmm. that you've mentioned. So yeah. you need, you, I need you to task you to be as eloquent and charming as you are so I'm far. always eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> and think about those. I was, I was reading interviews with you and it seemed like going back to that kind of early age you did a competition down in Essex and that seemed to have kind of like almost kick-started you know kind of going back to what we were saying before a bit of a fire yeah Yeah, I remember I I didn't put myself in for it my chef at the time did and it was good we went against some good chefs who were doing really good now actually as well there was like five of us and it was only we were like 16 17 it was nothing, it's not like it's on my CV or anything, but yeah, the little things like that are good, and I suppose it's good for the young generation to do them little things, because yeah, maybe that was a little kick up the ass. what you need to be like, fuck, we can take this, we can do this, we can go all yeah. the way. So no, it's important. What would, I, what would I have found you cooking for that competition? Oh, fuck. Can you remember? Do you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I filleted a, a bream, I remember that. I was the only one who filleted fish. And then uh, the dessert was fucking terrible. It was, uh, and I hate myself for it now. I'd never fucking. <laughs> it was a de, and I hate this word, deconstructed trifle. And I remember we <laughs> we bought these fucking egg glass things for him, and we put like the custard in these egg cups. Uh, fuck yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but they fucking loved it. So yeah, yeah you're, you won't be you won't be seeing that on the Westbrook menu you soon. You don't need to be uh, embarrassed <laughs> by that because obviously, like you say, you. It was all the range yeah. at that time, though. Deconstructed yeah. was the range eight, nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then kind of going from that, you made the decision to come into London, right? So was that kind of quite a big decision, or was it just like, that's the nearest city that has all the food, and we need I need to get there? Yeah, I think it was quite... I don't know, really. Yeah, it was just like, fuck, we need to do this, really. We need to... Uh... So me and my mate Jack, who's the sous chef at the trumpet now, we both decided we were going to fucking do it really you have to do it because you don't we never we don't do this for the money and it and was tough you're how old at this time 15 16 yeah, I was 17 no, no, I was 19 when I moved to London yeah, okay. yeah I was 19 when I moved but to London but still really young yeah no it is but it was good working at Allen's because it was when Pollen Street first opened because I did my first trial I did in London was at Pollen Street in like their second week I think and uh, yeah that was uh, that was an experience and then the next day I went to Allen's and I was like fuck this is nice and we had like 21 chefs then and it was great, and we formed some great friendships because we're all the same age, we're all in the same boat. Alan, like, it's good to have a team of young people who, because you can make them your own, mold them to your own. Do you know what I mean? So no, it was good, but don't get me wrong, it was fucking tough. I think I knew I was on like seventeen grand a year. Fuck, I was skint. I think the only time I've ever had money in the, is in the past two years, really. When I started working for Debu, was the, the decent kind of pay uh, money I had. Not that I'm rich now, but like, like we were just saying about going out and then eating. I've only had money to do it now. I can afford to go out and eat or do something or treat my girlfriend to something nice. So, yeah, it's no. But you have to, it takes 10 years to fucking get there. And that's what not many people understand that. And especially, like you say, with that risk of coming into London as a young person, then 
you know, you've got all the stuff that you kind of want to be doing, <laughs> and you can't because you're either working or you're basically nah, sleeping. You, you, you or... can do it, trust okay, me. I, I found the time. <laughs> I've had five years of. Uh, oh, okay, no. I haven't been in London for seven years now. I've had five. I had five years of good fun. Don't get me oh, wrong. That's all right, you work hard, right. but you play hard. No, no, no. Definitely not deprived. <laughs> Just don't tell my mother. <laughs> how, how have you kind of seen the? the Westbury grow if you like or develop over the because you've always been there like you say as a commie and then you've worked your way up what are the kind of ways it's changed and... uh, I don't know really well since I've been back so I've been back for two years in February now so yeah we've definitely for, in my opinion we've upped it and upped it and upped it and we're at, we're at, we're at I generally believe we're at a really strong level not that the restaurant has never not been at a strong level but it's nice to do it with kind of my name there as well and obviously Alan's and stuff and the guys but no we're at, we're at a really strong level and I think when people come people expect I've had a few chefs who have come in to eat actually and they've expected that it's going to be a bit like we were just saying a bit dingy a bit old school some fucking souffle on it or something do you know what I mean when actually yeah. we're actually the food's forward thinking and smart and clean and I think with me being head chef I've kind of simplified it a little bit and just made it a lot more cleaner and a lot more simplified, but actually full respect for all the produce and doing the utmost for it. So I think food's changed a lot in the past five years. Five, six years ago, like it was all about powders and foams and jellies on hot dishes, and there is still a need for that, don't get me wrong. Like, But it definitely, food has changed and simplified. Like, look at Ollie's food. Like, it's as simple as it can get, but he's all about full of flavour. Like, he, his palate is fucking on it straight away when he notices something is different. We do a dish, we did a king crab dish about a year ago with celeriac juice. So it's king crab and celeriac, I think it's on my Instagram. It was one of, one of my first tasting menus. And like this celeriac, and I used to say to the guys, like, try this celeriac juice every day. We used to make, juice it fresh every day. Because it's different every day, guys. And they all looked at me like I was fucking nuts. And we have a running joke now, there's about four of us. And they're always like, it's like the celeriac juice. Because when you try something, you try it every day, you're like, fuck. Because obviously things change and develop. But it's that, that having that understanding and teaching your, your chefs about that understanding about how things change is how you keep going up notches and keep moving forward and driving the food forward. What kind of, to use a, you know, what kind of turns you on, if you like, you know, <laughs> in food? You know, what, is, what kind of gets you excited when you're plating dishes at the Westbury? What is it that you're kind of looking for? What what fucks me off is when uh, chefs. We don't have it very often, but the thing is, we work fucking incredibly. The boys work incredibly long hours. You know what I mean? They get there at seven. They don't go till fucking one in the morning, and they work five days a week, and which is great actually because I've worked in some jobs where we're seven day operations. You can work seven days straight or whatever. But so they do have their time off, but you do have to kick them up the ass every single day to make sure they're doing what you want to do. Because you can, for me, you can feel it. Food's about feeling and putting love into something. And if I feel like one of the chefs isn't fucking putting their utmost into it, for me, I was always taught that every single dish you send out the kitchen, you should treat it like you're cooking for your mother or something. Like, put your fucking... Like, don't worry about Michelin. Think about you're cooking for your mum. Like, you want her to be fucking proud. And if you put that into every fucking single dish you do, then the food will be good. doesn't matter if it's fish and chips. doesn't matter if it's three-star, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is, but as long as you've got that that belief and that fucking love into food which that's what makes it if they don't have that then I'm not turned on and then I and then I lose my shit a little bit <laughs> yeah because I was talking to Tom Shepard for the last series and obviously he had his first year at Adams winning the star and yeah. he said like how much more pressure that brought on because all of a sudden it's him and he's the head yeah, chef yeah, and yeah. he's responsible for that do you, do you get that as yeah, well no. being the head chef and yeah it's... I did yeah well yeah, yeah last year and the year before like this year I was pretty not 
I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but it's pretty comfortable that we were going to maintain the star because like we were, in my eyes, we were so much better than we were the year before. We progressed so much that, do you know what I mean? So I didn't, but yeah, it is a lot of pressure. But the thing is, it's like being stressed or something. You you make that yourself what, what it is. I don't know how to say it properly, but like if you want to be pressurised by it, then it will fucking send you do lally. And if you want to be stressed, well, you see a lot of people get stressed at work and stuff, but you only make yourself stressed you just fucking sometimes you just have to take a step it's like me going ballistic I don't go ballistic anymore because I just sometimes take a step back look at the situation again okay so if I go fucking ballistic here and start throwing my my toys out the pram what's actually going to happen nothing's going to happen not really don't get me wrong I still can I still can hit the roof and I'm I can be angry but like there's no point and no one wins from the situation cuz I'm I'm the one going home crying because I feel like a dick and them guys have been kicked off, and then I have to I have to cook the meat and do the pass. So actually, it's not worth it, is it? Yeah. So, and obviously you've said it before, you know, in, in this interview that the the team aspect is the most important part. I remember I read an interview with you, and someone said about what's what couldn't you cook without? And I think you said salt and my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. most probably <laughs> yeah, salt butter and my team. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was for a chef's forum. Right. Do you know why I said that? Because I looked at every other chef who have been doing it for the past year. And they're all just very generic answers. And I was just like, fuck. And I thought about it. And Charlie was sitting next to me. And, and I wrote it. I wrote my team. And Charlie looked at me. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, do you think it makes me sound like a dick? And he was, and, and the Bruce, our receptionist, Jacinta, she was like, no, because you're fucking 100% right. And it is. like My head's not up my arse. Like, I'm nothing without my team. They, they get there at 7 o'clock. I rock in at fucking 8, half 8. Do you know what I mean? So, But then I have to give them back... Times have changed as well. I, I have to fucking give them so much respect for them to have respect back. Back in the day, like chefs just had respect, where nowadays you have to fight for it. Yeah. But I do. All the guys, we get, we have such a family bond. Do you know what I mean? We go out for drinks with each other. I take all the boys out for dinner if they've done well, or I'd like I'm more than happily take them out and pay for the meal, or because it's important and you want to see people grow. And I think a lot what a lot of guests have said to me, especially as I come from up north down into London is that if you're a top chef and you're working at the Westbury and you want to leave there's umpteen restaurants probably just on you know a five minute walk that you could then go to and the industry right now is desperate for people so maintaining that is is so so essential yeah yeah, so important even for me I'm not going to fucking leave because no other one star chef would most probably give me the opportunity what Alan has do you know what I mean like he's been very lovely to me like I changed the menu and if and what and he loves it and he comes in he's like fuck that's amazing or you can do this or but it's about working together but so it's the same situation for me he has to make it viable for me so he won't fuck me off and I leave as well same so it's it's a a domino effect isn't it so I have to do the same to my guys like got Joey O'Neill on fucking pastry and he I, he's been on pastry for like six months now I used to work with him I used to be a sous chef at Lorcher and like, I let him develop himself to make pastry dishes because then he's going to hang around you know what I mean you let people do stuff doesn't mean they can walk all over you but there has to be a boundary but like yeah the, the family thing for me is the most important thing not a lot of chefs speak about the teamwork for the chefs just talk about themselves all the time and you're like but you're nothing do you know what I mean TV chefs on TV they're like don't even step in your in your two star restaurants or whatever like your team is the one who's doing it and they're the ones who deserve the praise do you know what I mean yeah they're the ones who are at the kind of cold yeah, face they're fucking doing it like. they're, they're doing it Did, so you, obviously as we kind of alluded to you went away from the Westbury to kind of go at a couple of places and I read you went abroad as well yeah. is that right so was that just to kind of develop to develop yourself to yeah. kind of get to where you are now actually me and Charlie both went we went to New so yeah I went to Lorcher and then uh, I got off the 
Andy wanted to pay for me to go because I didn't have a holiday for about fucking two years. So they offered to pay for me to do a stage for a month. So I went to Iceland. I went to Deal, yeah. where I actually ate last week as well. But that, so I went like four years ago, and it was so fucking cool. And it opened my eyes to. I love all the Nordics. I, lo- I like Nordicy food, but actually I love the way they live their lives because they're like us English. We're absolutely nuts. We're workaholics. We open lunch, breakfast, look at hide, breakfast, lunch, dinner, afternoon tea, the whole lot. Them guys, they're like. Uh, we come in at three. We're fucking. We're going to cook for twenty people tonight, and we're making money. And and they still make money. They're still making a, a business. Like I don't know. I think the English people are quite. We're a bit greedy and all, almost, aren't we? We're quite selfish. We want more and more and more, more money. When actually, just I like I like their philosophy. Yeah, so I read yeah. that that you liked uh, the Deal Cookbook or yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. reading the book North and the one with Guna made, and I was like, fuck. I just loved it. I loved the. I loved it. So I went there for a month. It was pretty. It was good. What you got? pissed every night but it was good but I worked hard but it was good and then we come back then I finished off at Lorcher and me and Charlie went to New York because we wanted to move to New York so Charlie was at Lebri at the time so we went we did all the trials and stuff and I liked it don't get me wrong but I, I didn't feel oh, I'm going to just be a hypocrite now but I didn't feel what I like about London about that fast pace the chefs were just working 40 hours a week and it wasn't even though the restaurant was open all day and whatever but I didn't I didn't feel the London thing. And London is London's fucking massive now as a capital city for food. Like it's it's bigger and bigger. I actually most probably think it's kinda of better than New York. I got the feeling that the produce we get here and was ten times better than New York. So anyway, I come back from New York and then we went to Copenhagen I went to Copenhagen by myself for a couple of months. Just working around, went to studio, which was really good with a guy called Torsten. He offered me a job, I should, maybe should have took it, but I, I just didn't as well, but I don't know why, just because I didn't want to move to Copenhagen by myself and just be like, oh fuck. So then I come back to England and uh, went for a few different jobs and mates got me jobs and then I think Josh actually upstairs got me the job at uh, Debut because Ollie was looking for a suit so it was just it kind of fell in and I liked it and it was cool and Ollie's Ollie's a good businessman as well he pays his staff good and he looks after him and like we got three days off a week at Debut like it was fucking amazing I never had that in my life <laughs> yeah that's a lot <laughs> Jesus yeah, it was almost too much fingers <laughs> yeah, I know there's only so much I can drink <laughs> but no it was good like so he understood that and that's why I remember the team at Debut was fucking strong all of all of the chefs worked at a good position we all had like sous chef levels in one stars at and there was like six of us in the kitchen. Like it was a fucking strong team, yeah. really strong. Most of them are here now, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it was good. And then I did a year with him, and then because Alan offered me, offered me that, so it just kind of, uh, yeah. So this was when we were just talking about Hyde as well. So I was going to come to Hyde, and then I don't know. I just thought being a, it was a big gamble. I didn't want to do it at first, become a head chef because I thought I was fucking too young and a bit. I hadn't really worked in enough places, but actually. Like Alan was the one who said to me, "But you're fucking. If you're not ready now, then you you won't be. Do you know, you got you. It doesn't matter where you've worked, unless you've got a spark about you and you fucking. You're moving in the right direction. That's most important. I think as as you as you kind of get to know the industry as as I do, you can kind of see this. You know, when you're like you just said there, it doesn't. Re- you know, age is kind of a number, right? And you can yeah. have people and there's a guy who's based in Leeds and he's younger than me and I'm like but you've been you know you've worked here you've worked yeah. there you've just because you just grafted right and you've yeah. obviously done done the same so it should it should be a reflection of how hard you've worked not yeah. necessarily no, it's how true. old that's, you are that's what Alan says as well and it is true but you still have to take that in I look like a baby as well <laughs> it was always going to be a pain in the ass for me to get a sous chef I remember saying to Alan like how who fucking who's going to be my sous chef like? And then when Charlie was in Japan at the time, I was like, "Fuck!" And Charlie's like a year older than me. 
and he's like he's been nothing but good he's very supportive of me and like we move forward together so it's good so as long as we keep that fucking bond then it's going to be we can go to the top kind of thing for us mm. do you know what I mean the top is different for everyone else but mm. so what when we because you have subtly been giving me a couple of dishes you've given me two so far without realising what have I given you so I'm going to I'm going to say that we're on to our third yeah because you spoke to me about the celeriac Oh, okay, yeah, 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 and then we had another one, and now we're on to a third. You have been subtly giving me dishes. <laughs> so, is there any that's been on at the Westbury that you can my talk f- to me about that kind of maybe might summarise? I've got two. Know, fav- what you're about? I've okay, two favourite okay, ones. Well, they're not my. I've, 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 I've got signature dishes. I'm far too young to have signature dishes. But my two favourite ones, what I've come up with for me is the beetroot dish. It's just fucking. I love it. It's like. We make ricotta every morning. We put smoked deal in it. Uh, so it's r- circular ricotta, smoked deal, some crystallised pecans. They're like the bar nuts. You cook them down in stock syrup, deep fry them. Uh, fresh apple, a la minute. Uh, loads of beetroot cooked. And then we make this really intense beetroot ketchup out of all the trim. We mix that all together. Then we wrap it in beetroot uh, leaves or something. And then it's just it's just swish because it looks so fucking simple. But when you crack into it, there's like seven, eight elements in it. And the customers love it. And then also the lobster dish has been like fucking amazing this year, and we get such good like I put I've only got like a thousand followers, and I got like eight hundred likes on this lobster dish. Over there. I fucking couldn't believe it. <laughs> but the lobster dish has been really good, so we do that as a supplement on the tasting menu. But everyone goes for it, and then this dish has evolved itself because so I get the beautiful uh, lobsters, get them on a good price as well, which is important. So they're fucking expensive, and I just, I was thinking I was in Lake Garda when I come up with this dish on holiday, and I just wanted to do something really simple, but like just fucking showcase it. We used to make this old school sauce at uh, the toll booth. We used to call it Sauce Jacqueline. And the thing is, I've actually Googled it so many times that I can't actually find it. It's like, apparently it never existed, but Alan's heard of it before as well. But basically, I just make a... We used to do a chicken once. We used to make a double chicken stock, put loads of carrot in it. So Jacqueline's meant to be f- f- carrot. So for my version of lobster Jacqueline, we uh, make a really bis. We make a really lovely bisque out of the heads and all the claws and everything. Uh, we And then... Uh, we juice carrots a la minute and we use the carrots as the stock. So we cook it to sweet and sweet and sweet. That's our base. We monte that a la minute every time. And then uh, a nice carrot gel. Uh, and then we get some spanking caviar from my man up the road. And this year he's designed me these AW tins. So from next year, every single customer is going to get an AW tin with our logo on it. Nice. And it's just, it's nice because this dish is so simple, but it's like the lobster's cooked fucking amazingly. Like we showcase the lobster as well. We take the lobster out raw, show them the course, course, two courses before. We say, look, while you're eating your halibut, this is the menu at the moment. While you eat your halibut, the boys are going to be cooking this and then we'll rest it and it's ready for you. And they get their little caviar spoons and the caviar with our tin logo on it. And it, I, for me, I just think that... I love that dish because it's evolved so much yeah. that now I think fuck but it's simple it's so clean but it's just the sauce makes it yeah it must be really satisfying with things like that because like you say it's kind of it's come from your brain and it's just kind mm. of developing and you can add it into almost the experience of the diner then yeah, as well yeah. like you just said so but I've, I've, I reckon I've played it over a thousand times but I'm still fucking when I do the dart and the deal and everything I'm still fucking really into it but yeah but you see that you, you know dishes what work and I think I'm quite good at that as well. Like, I think Charlie will say it as well. Like, if I do something, I always know if people are going to like it or not. Not saying that people hate things, but when we do get little comments, I, I'm, I'm, I'm my worst. My worst victim is myself because half the time I fucking know it as well. But it's always something so stupid, like something so, but not stupid, but something so small. And I always say it, and then I always say it to Charlie, and then like it happens. But it's not nothing. I'm not saying it's big. It's like the sauce is a little bit whatever or something or if the service is rushed or something I always just say it to Charlie and he's like fuck you should just 
I should just go for it yeah. straight away. <laughs> but I do, but no, yeah. there's only little things. I'm yeah. not saying like... You're your own toughest critic. Yeah, because I always fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like preempt it. Yeah, I can just preempt it, really. Not that I know everything, so I know not a lot, but... <laughs> no, it's pretty crazy. So do you, do you kind of... Are you just taking it all in your stride and developing, or do you have a bit of a master plan and you'd like to achieve X and... So since we've been on holiday, I... I me and Rachel went to Iceland for like five days and then when I come back I was by myself for two days and I just got my laptop and just absolutely fucking I'm creative when I'm like I'm creative on the job because I have to see something and then bang if I like if Charlie makes a dish like it'll be really good but then I just know what I want to do to make it like that bit and he allows me to do that and he's always like fuck yeah or like if Joey makes a dish I can be like nah this is what we need to do like it's good because it got to a point after like two years where my ideas were kind of my first year I was fucking amazing but I didn't have my team behind well I did have a team but like we were a bit tight and I was like coming up with loads of good dishes but then you can't you don't get stuck but you kind of not run out of ideas but you are like fuck so then you have to like slowly yeah. but this this time off I've, I've, I think I've got like four A4 bits of paper of just fucking dishes and then my idea now is because we've got eight months until we're on holiday again I'm just going to keep that in my book and just fucking reflect on that and keep going forward with that and just like working on that and then Charlie's done the same as well so we had a little brainstorm with each other the other day because we changed the lunch menu every week we changed the a la carte like every month the taste menu changes like every two, three months so actually you have to when I worked out I have to come up with like six to eight new dishes every week which sounds like quite a lot really so it's, it's good and bad at the same time yeah. I didn't really like it at the start so I thought fuck like you, you're jeopardising yourself to make like shit dishes but actually it's so good because the team fucking love it and it makes us all more hungry mm. do you know what I mean we move forward and the food gets better and better all the time I think what about for your career do you kind of have a plan of where you want to go or are you just you know enjoying it just enjoying it really I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really thinking Alan asked me the other day what I wanted to do but just stick to this really as long as the Alan Williams at the Westbury will be there which it will be there for the foreseeable future then I think I'll hang around as well really I don't want to open my own restaurant There's restaurants aren't viable at the moment especially with Brexit and everything the food costs and making money is what we do we're so lucky in the West where I can afford to buy fucking like me and Charlie went in yesterday and we prepped 40 lobsters by ourselves even though we're sharp but we just prepped 40 lobsters but do you know what I mean in most standalone restaurants you wouldn't be able to do that I remember Ollie saying to me when we were at Dubu Ollie was like I can't wait to spend other, someone else's money like without being rude but like I under, I actually understand what he means now like if I if I went by myself tomorrow firstly fuck all people would come because I haven't got a name for myself but secondly like you can buy anything what, what would your dishes be it have to be a pea pea pod or something <laughs> like, do you know what I mean you couldn't afford to fucking like one dish I've got lobster and caviar on the dish yeah. before that, I've got whole crabs coming every day. Yeah. The, 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 the one after, I've got whole halibuts coming every day. Do you know what I mean? We spend like fucking six grand a week on food. Like, it's insane. I don't have six grand, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I do think, I think that's quite nice and I think it's quite unique. And I remember um, interviewing Paul Ainsworth a couple of series ago and he said, you know, he gave Gordon a lot of dedication for a lot of years and he got a real lot of benefit out of that yeah. so I think that's quite nice what you're saying is that actually you're willing to as long as Alan Williams at the Westbury is there yeah. to give it the dead that's, I think that's really nice yeah well what word but if you it's my first head chef job if I give it up now then what have I achieved fuck all really and the world changes in five minutes and then I'll be forgotten about and I'll be in a shit pub in Essex or something <laughs> so I need to stick to where I am because that's the only way 
something's ever going to happen kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm in a very fortunate position at the moment where I can do what I want per se and do stuff and move forward. And do you know what I mean? There's not not many jobs where you where you can do that. Me, Josh, and Luke were just upstairs talking in Luke's kitchen upstairs, and we, they were like, "Fuck!" Like you can change the menu when you want, do this, and like the boys were like, "Fuck, that's good, man!" Like yeah. it's fucking nice. They can do that here as well, but like it's on a much bigger scale, isn't it? I think you're someone. It seems to me that wants to push yourself as well, so you're not ever going to kind of stagnate yeah no stagnate yeah well at the end of the day I tell all the guys all the time as well you only work for one person and it's your fucking self do you know what I mean you can you work for yourself you can't work for me and Alan and then you you, do you know what I mean but you only work for yourself you're only working for our retirement (laughs) yeah I think but that's really cool because it's like it's your name that's above your plates if you like you know it's you're kind of responsible for it is what you're saying isn't it yeah 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 definitely but yeah, it's all about you. Yeah, it's all about yourself, really, yeah, moving forward. Because it could also, on what we were saying earlier, having that big name above you, it could also be like, even for you to say, oh, well, I've got Alan above me, so it's never going to kind of be that bad because Alan will always be there. Yeah. You know, you, you can only, you're the head chef. Yeah. So you're, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, I am, I am a head chef as well. A lot of other head chefs aren't are just not glorified sous chefs but can be do you know what I mean because their owner is there all the time or the chef is there all the time not that Alan isn't there all the time but he, he's not there all the time he has, he's has he got the wild rabbit as well and he's got other things to do he's got family and two kids do you know what I mean so like I am his head chef I do fucking everything I, I run the kitchen I do some of his job as well do you know what I mean but yeah so yeah that's really cool I really like that yeah have you got you've done four so you need to get one, one more, more dish well, I'd have to. I always do that. I always mention the same place in all the interviews I do, but it's got to be smoking goat. It's just because me and the boys absolutely fucking cream ourselves for it. <laughs> but the one when the Denmark shoot was one was on me, Charlie, and my flatmate Jack. We used to go all every back twice a week. I think Charlie remembers we went like three days in a row once. But then they've got the new site in Liverpool Street, but their chicken wings are fucking next level like we love them I've got my, my boy on meat Matty who's been with me for two years now when I first met him he couldn't even speak fucking English now I can't shut him up but <laughs> but he's on meat now and he like remember when I first went back Alan was like he needs to go like we need to get rid of him so he's shit and he was shit but two years later he's like the boy of the kitchen he's my right hand man in the kitchen do you know what I mean he's the fucking cook cook so that's that's what that's what's nice about the job going back to that but yeah he goes to smoking goat on a Sunday Monday religiously <laughs> <laughs> and he just calls it the goat <laughs> I say Matthew what do you do I just go to the goat <laughs> he absolutely loves it so I love that that I say that <laughs> that's cool that's a bit different to like yeah. the world of lobster but that's fine that's a bit of a bit of a kind of uh, shift if you had to out of the I can't even there was a middle one I've lost because you've you've charmed me too much but the, we've got the celeriac we've got the wings we've got the lobster um, Be- oh yeah, but they're all my dishes as yeah, well. Yeah, which would you choose as a favourite? <laughs> That's fine though. What would you put as a on your if you had a specials board? If you like, uh, it's got to be the lobster, really. Yeah. I just think the lobster's fucking swish. And when you still think that after a year, I think that's that shows something strong. Yeah. Do you know? What I, mean? I suppose it's like Ramsey with his uh, ravioli. Like the guys when they plate that, they put their fucking heart into yeah. it, and that's like years old now. So there's nothing wrong with that. What I like to do, when, especially when I'm with you know people like yourselves, is to try and get a kind of top tip if you see what I mean something that you could give to myself or the the uh, the listeners what, that you, maybe you're saying to your brigade on how to just be a better chef how to apply ourselves a bit better because as I've mentioned I'm burnt my hand and I'm a useless chef so <laughs> what can I do well for, for me the, the main word is organisation even if you're at home just be org- like 
my mum, I'm sure my mum will listen to this when it comes out, but my mum's a fucking terrible cook because she stresses herself out. Like, she goes, because it's like, you make it, as we say now, you make it as stressful as you want. And, like, I always say to the guys in the kitchen, why are you flapping for? And they'll be like, because we're fucking, we're in the shit, we're in the shit. And I'll be like, am I flapping? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, if I'm flapping, you can flap. <laughs> that's my that's my thing I would say to them. I'll be like, fucking calm down. Like, if I'm flapping, you can flap. I think they've only seen me flap, maybe. No, not flap, but they've seen me go ballistic about once <laughs> in the past two years, which is pretty good. But that was good as well, because if you don't go angry all the time, when you do go angry, it means yeah. more of they fucking yeah. shit themselves. It's kind of setting set <laughs> yeah. that standard, isn't it? Well, because if you're an angry chef and you just run around shouting and screaming all day, the chefs are just like, oh, that dickhead goes on again. Like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's off again. But if, you, if you're cool and placid, and then all of a sudden you just fucking... That's when it's more powerful, I think. But that's quite a big thing to, like know and understand do you know what I mean like and then act on it do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. I think a lot of people can say it but then to act on it is quite uh, takes a bit of work right yeah uh, yeah I is used it, to go ballistic when I was at Lautra I used to hit the fucking roof I literally <laughs> but then I got to a point where I'm talking about sitting we'd gone off this organisation cooking home but I remember sitting on the bus home crying to myself being like I'm f- my head is so fucking hurting me and I'm so beaten up and I used to think about the guy at the time I won't say his name but I bet he doesn't give a fucking shit because he didn't because he fucking didn't even turn up the next day do you know what I mean so for him he just got a new job but I was still fucking crying about it the next yeah. day so I was just like is I'm it, only going to get it means get... a lot to you yeah, yeah like, definitely to be where you are all chefs work fucking 80 hours a week like it means a lot for us don't it do you yeah. know what I mean that's just yeah what is uh, I should round up we should talk about your boss and mentor mm. what's he like to work for Alan yeah hey, he's great like I was saying earlier we, we get along really good he's like my dad we just uh, we should have a laugh to be honest half the time we don't even talk about food we talk about girlfriends or wives or <laughs> <laughs> stuff I won't say on air <laughs> always about football though but no we have a great we have a good relationship you know what I mean we, he's like my dad we talk all the time that's it, really. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend. He's a culinary legend, and he's well regarded in the in the trade. Definitely. And he is a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's he is a dad. For me, he just reminds me of my dad because like you see him walking around with his two boys, and yeah. he's got his dad jeans on and his dad shoes. <laughs> and, but but he is a legend, and he'll fucking work. Do you know what I mean? Like he he work if he has to work, which you have to admire because uh, mm. as I said earlier, there's not many fifty year old chefs who are pushing on. And I think it's a lot, as you said earlier, to genuinely just kind of let you get on with the job and not kind of micromanage yeah. but then kind of main, you know inspire Inspiring. you basically yeah. right? well exactly that's the same thing isn't it well I think we're quite similar we think he always says as well we're quite similar like, we think you you think in the same way do you know what I mean like I was saying earlier if you don't give people an opportunity they're all going to fuck off and then you've got nothing and then you've got a shut restaurant no mission star and then you've kind of screwed yourself kind of thing and it's and it's, food's a fashion especially in London it's ever moving isn't it look at this place wasn't even here a year ago now it's yeah. like fucking insane yeah. they, they can't get rid of me I'm, like, I'm the troll that's yeah, living well, they, in the place they've got enough space yeah, yeah. yeah then what, I said I might even just end up kipping on this mm. little sofa tonight yeah <laughs> it's nicer than my bed <laughs> and mine I'm in a crappy yeah. Airbnb <laughs> listen mate you with about 20, less than 24 hours notice you've helped me out massively yeah, I was no so keen to meet you anyway so to bring it forward to now is a yeah, real yeah. joy no you've given a brilliant interview uh, and I think you're a really really exciting young chef and the food you've talked to me about is kind of made me think I need to get round to the Westbrook yeah you need so to come round definitely I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be there don't you worry cheers mate thank cheers you so well. much yeah cheers, thanks yeah. bye
Thanks again to our fantastic series partners, ChefWorks. Check them out on social media. Just search at ChefWorks UK in Ireland on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Hashtag ChefWorksWearer if you wear ChefWorks and you want to feature or get in touch with us and maybe you can appear as a chef of the month. Now that would be really cool to see a chefy listener of the past feature as a ChefWorks Wearer of the month. That would be really cool. You can get in touch with me on Twitter as well at the past pod. Uh, I am also the underscore past underscore podcast on Instagram. Or you can email me with stories of best dining experiences, perhaps celebrities in restaurants is always fun. Uh, I'm at Paul at the past podcast.co.uk. And perhaps I will grovel with Chef Works for an apron for our best email that gets read out on the show. That would be cool. You could have your own apron chef works apron that would be really lovely to see somebody in that uh, you can take a nice picture for us cheers guys and uh, we will see you next time around on the past podcast cheers <laughs> <laughs>